0: Hello, I'm Jeff Lister, and welcome to Wait, What?, a comics podcast for the Savage Critics website. Episode 67 may start off seeming a bit diffuse, with Graham McMillan and I talking the nerdist playlist, storytelling tricks in Pinball and in Lost, but it ends up focused with laser-like precision as we turn our attention to the post-for-yourself interview by Matt Fraction and Tom Brevoort concerning the epilogues. In a Wait, What?, first for us, we're splitting the episode in two but posting both parts at the same time, so... Feel free if you'd prefer to jump ahead to part two if you'd rather hear us discuss our picks for a comic book holiday gift list or listen to both. We would be happy either way. But as always, we hope you enjoy and thanks for listening.
1: Happy Funky Podcast, Jeff Lester. <laughs>
0: And a very very merry funky
1: podcast to you, Graham. <laughs> hey, happy Christmas, listeners! Seeing as this is the last podcast we'll be doing for Christmas, except we might be do- we'll probably be doing one before Christmas, but you won't hear it until after Christmas.
0: That's right, that's right. It's easy as pie, and the Black Rock turned out to be a pirate ship. So I think we're. Oh all God, on the same Jeff,
1: thing. Jeff, Jeff! I've been listening to the Nerdist Writer Panel podcast all week. Uh huh. Have you heard of- Have you heard of this yet? No, no, no. It's literally uh, three or four television screenwriters just talking for like an hour. Oh man! Um, and then, and it's different. It's different screenwriters each week. Hmm. Um, and it's hosted by a writer from Supernatural hmm. uh, in LA. And but they're first of all, they're great. They're completely addictive. I've honestly made it my way through maybe four since I started listening to it on Saturday. Good lord. Um, but they've got one with Carlton Cuse. Oh, Sorry, right. not Carlton Cuse, Damon Lindelof. Sorry, Also uh, Lost guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of fascinating to basically hear him say, we had no fucking idea what we were doing when we started the show. <laughs> <laughs> but they've also got one with another writer of Lost whose name I can't remember. But he spells that Damon Lindlof's scripts are, he, he talks about how they're wonderful, but how they're just full of swearing like a descriptive uh, from David Lindelof is Jack picks up the biggest fucking gun you can see he fucking sprays bullets everywhere and he was like we got this and then because we're writing in a show we all try and write in his style and "And in the second year another writer comes up to me and he says I've just written the greatest ad break ever and he's like what is it and the guy's like just go and see it and apparently the ad break was Jack and Kate are caught up in the net Foxville, population two. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the Nerdist Writers Panel is what it's called. Uh, I think you'll love it. and um, You two listeners, but I just remembered that when you said Blackrock. That
0: is really interesting. You know, I... Um... Uh, on a somewhat so slightly tangentially related note, uh, I've been messing around with this uh, pinball app that they have on the uh, iPad. In part, no small part, because they have uh, two Marvel-related tables that you can get. This is Zen Pinball, and you can get a Wolverine uh, pinball table and a Captain America pinball table if you you know do the announce in purchase, uh, in app purchase, which I was I was kind of dumb enough uh, to do, and. Uh, while playing this stuff, you know, it's, they really try and recapture like this certain... Uh, the late-stage, super-baroque era of pinball. and Did you did you ever play pinball much, Graham? Or?
1: I, 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 no, I don't think I've ever played pinball in my life.
0: Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Okay, well, you know, I, I don't know if you've actually ever followed it, but, you know, it started off as it's very simple. You just sort of, like, knock the ball, and you bounce it off some bumpers, and you try and knock down various tiles to spell a word to get a bonus, and, like, sometimes there's multipliers and shit. And then when you enter sort of the Baroque period of pinball tables, you've got, like, little video monitors and stuff. and multi, oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like sometimes you'll, like, lock the ball, and it's like, you know, you're being chased by fire ants, you know, and you're supposed to knock down, you know, go through a certain number of spinners or something like that. Multi-level tables, which was an innovation, I want to say, in the late 70s, um, where you have, you can knock the, the, you know, the special area that you can sort of, bat the ball up into and get super bonus points you're playing on one level and then if you get multi balls, sometimes there's two balls going on in multiple anyway the thing that pinball people seem to love the people who make it is coming up with absurdly convoluted descriptions for why the fuck you are doing what you're doing which is actually one of the reasons why the marvel pinball games make a lot of sense like the wolverine pinball table is designed by people who clearly know wolverine So, like, if you shoot it down one tube, you're, like, bonded with your animantium. And if you hit it in, like, three balls into the same, like, memory loop, suddenly you're recovering lost memories. And there's, like, a spinning wheel that you try and knock the ball into to see what power-ups you get.
1: That is insane. And it's kind of hilarious. (laughs) It's
0: kind of hilarious. At one point, you, like, knock if you knock the ball down the weird area, like, suddenly, like, uh, the hand ninjas sort of pop up and you got to knock them down with the pinball. And meanwhile, you know, you've got this guy who's pretending to be Wolverine, like, saying, I'm the best there is in what I do. And it's kind of great, but I realize, like, it is so fucking convoluted. There are some situations that are just perfectly suited. A- and I'm now convinced, absolutely, after thinking of it, because half the time when you're not dealing with Marvel stuff and you're dealing with other pinball tables that other people made up, it's just gibberty Like... Fucking lost. Because
1: the history of Wolverine is so well thought out. It's, oh, exactly.
0: It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, exactly. But it's gibberish, Jew, but in theory, you can sort of connect the dots. You'll never be able to, but in theory, it's related to something that makes sense, kind of, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But most of the time, what's hilarious is like, because, for example, in this Zen Pinball app, they have this one table. It's called Sorcerer's Lair or something like that. And you're knocking things around. And there's like ghosts and sorcerers and wizards and skeletons. And people are using their magic slingshots. And you're just like, this makes no. This is so fucking retarded. And like I said, I realize like in the middle of it, I'm like, you know what? Lost would have been the world's most awesome pinball game. Like I'm firmly convinced it was supposed to be a pinball game. And also, I think if you turned. Uh, if you made a pinball game out of Lost using its various shout-outs, people would just weep for joy because it makes no
1: sense. You I know think, what I mean? First of all, you should start working on that.
0: Yes, I certainly should.
1: And secondly, you reminded me of something else from one of these podcasts, which is the other writer who isn't Damon Lindelof, who worked on Lost, who I've heard, talks about how he was working on The Lost Experience, which was the virtual reality game oh, component. wow. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's like we were heading towards a great finale and then the finale got fucked. Mm. And this is what fucked the finale. Apparently the finale was going to be somehow you would get a candy bar or something that would have GPS coordinates on it. And if you entered the GPS coordinates, it would be to a movie theater. And if you went to the movie theater at a particular time, you would see a specially made film that would explain the significance of the numbers. That's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that got nixed by ABC. <sighs> Because this is the reason he gave, and he swears he's telling the truth. Okay. ABC Legal said, What if someone trips on the way to the theatre? We're liable for that. <laughs> Never mind anything else. Really? really? Yeah, yeah. Is,
0: i got to say, that is totally... Uh, I will keep that in mind the next time I get electrocuted going to turn on a TV set. Like, whatever that destination program and or channel is, I'm suing the shit out of them. For me, I, it
1: I personally it's hope was an ABC show. <laughs> I do, too.
0: I do, too. You know, it was interesting. At one point when I just, like, that final season of Lost, like, they hooked me so well, right, leading right up to that last season... Um, before the season or opener uh i did so much reading on like the lost wikipedia and was just agog not not just at the shit that was in there like stuff i never would have known generally and was impressed by the writer's various uh bits of um, knowledge and acumen but also like all the shit they had already revealed and the stuff about the whole numbers and the number station and all the stuff that they revealed in the alternate re- uh the the arg um was fascinating shit i was kind of like no, it huh, really
1: was it was like mm-hmm. i, I kind of wish i'd been paying attention to all of that
0: yeah totally totally i mean in a way it's just as well because there's a huge chunk of it that completely like as i from what i read where they were going with the numbers was somewhere completely different from of course where they ended up actually being with the numbers yes so it's It's kind of a bummer in that sense, you know. They had so many beautiful, brilliant possibilities, and then they basically narrowed it down to, uh, you know what, Uh, no one ever remembers the last 60 pages of any Stephen King book. Let's just go with that, you know. It's (laughs) it's such a heartbreaker. Um, Yes, well, so... (laughs)
1: That, I know, I got it. I got a so off topic, like, within a minute of the podcast. That's fine.
0: I was actually thinking, because this is, for some reason, the way my brain works now, horrifically, like, all the time. Like, I was thinking that would be an awesome segue to talking about Fraction and Breivort's, uh interview on newsorama about the fear itself aftermath issues. <laughs> the,
1: interview, the interview that you seem to be more angry about than I am.
0: Yeah, I and I which
1: I I'm kind of surprised about that. What,
0: what is what is wrong with
1: you, Graham? Um
0: yeah, you know, I just I'm not I'm not angry. I'm just obsessed at like how um just how how bad it was in talking about <laughs> Like you know, they. I mean, it really was just another step in that. But you know, none of these issues, you know, none of these changes stuck. And Fraction really whips up this horrible, horrible analogy of like, well, but the threat was magical at the beginning, and the threat being magical at the ending really just reinforces that and points out this amazing thing about comics, which is none of it really happens, and none of us give a shit. Oh, you know it's, what I mean? it's the
1: most, it's the most amazing bullshit. Yeah, I, But I mean... also, it just does not stand up to even a second glance, which I think is why yes. I'm not, why, I, why it just passed me by. The only bit of the, that really stuck was his um, we didn't kill a black guy and we didn't defer a woman that he says right. twice, and it's like, wow, that like, that's your new catchphrase. Um, but no, I mean, okay, so he says, for those who haven't read it, Um, The Fear Itself can be said to have a point if that particular hurricane has an eye because it was a hurricane, it wasn't a comic um, it somehow is those three issues, those three issues being three epilogue issues announced towards the end of the series and by different people who then did the main series
0: Yes, and like any good eye of a hurricane, it comes at the end.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it's fairly unrelated. Uh, Not to to find a point on it, but it's sort of about legends and myths and the perseverance of legends and myths and define the entirety of, quote, death, unquote, in comics. And I should say, he actually says, quote, death, unquote. Yes. Uh, That's not me, like, adding the quotes, Mark. Uh, It defines the entirety of, quote, death, unquote, in comics to be absurd and always have. I'm not quite sure... Like if the part of the sentence is missing there, right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and to kind of and to kind of do a story that ultimately of all the different themes dealt with, what does death mean to these unkillable, undestroyable legends that's that's so so much bullshit it's
0: so, that is that is that is just someone crapping out their ass, like it's,
1: yeah, someone just be like, "I've got to answer this, don't I? I'm sure it's about death. Yeah, Fear Yourself as about to Earth, that, Yeah, you can, you and, and that's that
0: ultimately the theme that you can see because I was like, that makes no sense whatsoever. I can sort of see where he thinks that because maybe there's like the one scene with Thor and Odin sort of talking about prophecy, but oh, it's, considering it's, it's that itself retro- got pulled out of its ass, you know what I mean? Like, that was like five issues in before we even knew who... Re- I, well, around the time we finally were told who was who they were fighting and why, it's such shit. I mean, it really is... Like, this weird, like, I I guess what bothered me about it was it's, is it was this, I felt like Fraction was more defensive than he needed to be, and in doing so, backed himself into a corner where suddenly he metamorphosized into Chester Brown's The Man Who Would Not Stop Shitting. And just shit. He shit over himself. He shit on his comic. He shit on Marvel Comics. He shit on the idea of superhero comics. He shit on the idea that comics ever mean anything. And if you think they do, you're really dumb. And on top of that, there was this weird thing of like, and that was pretty much in the series, which in the miniseries, which it totally wasn't. Like his whole thing of like, yeah, this theme was totally about this, you know, like it was a put a, you know, kind of like underlining the stuff that we were talking about in the comics. And I'm like, no, it, it, if you want to underline the fact that your ending was gibberish because the beginning was gibberish... Then I can definitely go with that, but the whole like power of magic and myth and these characters are unkillable, and they always will be, and also he keeps going back to this Houdini thing where the thing that's interesting is the escape, and i'm like it's not an, it's not interesting if the You know, trap is arbitrary, the escape is arbitrary, the stakes are arbitrary, and you're just being yelled at over and over again how awesome it is, you know?
1: It's It's like if Houdini came back into the room afterwards and was like, I escaped, you thought it was in there, you motherfuckers! You
0: dumb motherfuckers! I can't even believe, like, couldn't you tell it's all about the nature of escape? And people going, wait a minute, um, escape from what? You were just watching TV. No, I was in a death-defying trap between the couch and the TV set. I told you how dangerous it was. Was. The couch was my uncle, you know. I mean, it was just like stupid. Like, so there was this weird thing where he's he really is not owning up to to by not owning up to any of his shit. Um, he just gets into this stage. There was this whole thing where he talks about his defense of the magical um uh, resurrection of Paris and talking about how like him and Brevort jump in at one point and they're like, well it's kind of interesting that like nobody was really concerned about the people in Paris. And I'm like what? Like they didn't track to most readers as people. And I'm like, every review I read of that like Iron Man issue where like everyone gets turned to stone is that it's like a li- it's like a little too grim. It's a little too over the top, and it's too high stakes. Like it's real. Like a lot of people found it really disturbing and disturbing by how.
1: Oh, Catastrophic it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So there's just this weird thing where there's this. Uh, I, the thing that made me so uncomfortable was this really uncomfortable transference, where Fraction and Brevor really seemed to be taking all of their attitudes and describing them to the audience. And then talking about how what they were doing was really this brilliant illustration that showed the you know showed the audience how they were mis misperceiving mis- mis- the nature of superhero comics and stories.
1: Okay, you know and, what? When you're talking, do you know what? I think I've realized. Hmm. I think the realized I wasn't bothered. The reason I wasn't bothered by this was this isn't anything new. This is fractions worth Balloon interview all over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm literally, yeah. you quote back something that someone has said, and he's like, I know that's what you are, but what am I? Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I just, I, so yeah, then when they t- sort of do this thing, and then towards the end, it gets into this real defensive, like, oh, yeah, we didn't kill the black guy, and we, we didn't depower the woman. Which you is know.
1: so insanely defensive. Yeah. And hilarious in the aftermath of the Avengers issue, the, the Avengers egg sanction issue, which the entire point in the first issue is let's beat up the Falcon, who's not even a fucking Avenger. His entire mm-hmm. purpose in that book is to beat the black guy that gets beaten up to get the white guy into trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. I mean,
1: it's, it's kind of staggering that. that, that <coughs> I mean, I'm guessing Breivort was present when Franklin was saying this. Breivort didn't, like, try and get away from that as quickly as possible. Knowing that comic was coming out the next week. Yeah. Well, uh,
0: how about this? I mean, this is something that Breivort says is uh I know that for myself there have been a number of time on big event books where someone has been killed and typically it's like which of these characters will die these three these four headliners or the third guy from the right it's going to be the unimportant character who you haven't heard anything from in a while but suddenly had three pages of stuff going on so hopefully you care when we take his head off and uh, again, like, that's Breivort saying that, and I'm assuming his name is on, you know, Avengers Extinction, you know, Pupula, you know, and I... I it, so there's this weird, weird thing where it's like, then, like, they're defending their stuff, and basically part of how they're defending it is just shitting the other on their stuff I know, that, that, that they're putting out. out! I know! It's just
1: like, what? That's the crazy, crazy, crazy thing. There is so much about the symmetry that it's just like wacky just just wacky mm-hmm. I mean it's just funny to hear my reaction say if you feel that way you feel that way about people saying that fear itself essentially didn't have any ramifications I'd I- really suggest that though maybe we've not seen the ramifications yet aside from Odin is gone Odin was gone up until like six months ago Asgard space is locked out No one knew Asgard space existed Until six months ago (laughs) Asgard is now a city on Earth, which it was before That is run by Thor's mothers who have never been Real characters in these books Right, which I have to say Has Thor's mother been in this book before And they've just like retconned it So there's multiple mothers
0: uh, I a I will give you that comment, but b as someone who did not read the Thor seven point one, I'm like I read something like eight or nine issues of Fear itself. I'm like, who? You know what I mean? Like I had.
1: Oh no, no, the years. only they only appeared in that issue. They only appeared at the very end.
0: Yeah, so I'm just like, what? Are, what are you even talking about? Like also, that's a ramification that doesn't even
1: you know. The world has been hammered to shit. First of all, good pun with hammered. Secondly. Yes. I don't think we'll ever see the fallout of that outside of, like, Fearless, maybe. Um, everyone saw the Avengers fucking eat it and eat it and keep eating, keeping eating it. And only, when only, by being joined by regular folks and having to sacrifice some of their biggest guys. In other words, it's every event comic ever. Like, how is that different from any event comic apart from the being joined by regular folks or, as I call it, the end of Grant Morrison's Justice League run?
0: Oh, yeah, Totally. Grant, grant, yeah, f- by all means. The other thing that I found really distressing about that is um, it's utterly fucking arbitrary. The Avengers eating it in fear itself has never, like, that is the most arbitrary fucking meal since... I don't know, I wish there was a food-related movie that I could think of here. I, I, yeah, I was really hoping... Yeah, I was like the cook, his wife, the thief, her lover. I don't know. You know, all of a sudden I was like, "What?" Like, I mean, because there is every issue of New Avengers and Secret Avengers basically shows the most deep-depowered superhero kicking. N- n- mechanized Nazi ass. Like seriously, all fucking issue. Like one guy taking out like five at a time, and then suddenly they're always overwhelmed in the event comics for no reason that you can see being hit by stuff that makes no sense. You know what I mean? Like they're overwhelmed
1: got, because they have to be overwhelmed. Right. Yeah.
0: I, I will, and I mean that's, that's what it, the
1: plot says.
0: Well, that's totally fine if you even have a caption of like we with our un. Beatable, like if they'd mentioned like every fucking one of those robot mecha were made out of I don't know fucking uru, I'd be down with it. Oh my god, wouldn't that was, be awesome? You, you know, if, if,
1: if the Serpent come up and he's like, "I see your Nazi robots, but they always get the shakehead t- kicked out of them. Here are my uru Nazi robots."
0: How hard yourself is eventually better. Yeah, exactly. Thanks to one additional word you squirm <laughs> in there, but instead it was like, oh we're winning, oh we're losing, oh we're losing so bad, we've lost. According to who and what? Like, oh so bad. They, like
1: they lost according to Spider Man. He got really upset and he bails and Captain America's like, Well, we might as well give up now. Right, exactly. Because let's face it, guys, you know? I, 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 if Spidey's gone. Also, I kind of love when Breeport was like, What? The ramifications of the Kree Scroll War. Next month, they fought Ares and a bunch of guys. Somewhere, Brian Mendes was spinning in his bed, going, yeah. Wait, that was Secret Invasion. <laughs> that, that was the ramification of the Kree Scroll War. <laughs> <laughs> What are well, the ramifications right. of the you, Avengers? You could, you Avengers could put
0: for. the Secret Avenger, yeah, absolutely. You could talk about, uh, I think, the the birth of the Rick Jones-Captain um, Marvel Captain Marvel blend. I, I'm i almost willing to bet there's probably a half a dozen things that ended up getting investigated directly. In fact, now that you mention it, I believe uh, Avengers Forever came out of the results of the Kree-Skroll War.
1: And uh, so, all, all the visions uh, is the Human Torch stuff came out of the kree Squirrel War as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you... (laughs) Oh, God, I hate that we, like, within two seconds of thinking about that, we're like, here's three things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know!
1: Oh, God! Because it
0: was so bad and so shitty. I mean, it really was at every stage of it. I mean, it's just... It's funny. It's like you said, you were like so worked up by the word balloon stuff. I was like, uh, eh, you know, and up till now, like seriously, and I still feel this. I was like, I do feel that these are guys in like a shit situation, kinda doing the best, but when they come off as just really um you know, smug and almost thuggish in their defense of hackery, I just – it really rubs me the wrong way. It really, really – I really read it. And and the stuff that Fraction was saying, it reminds me of Dennis Hopper in like after he makes uh, Easy Rider when he's just spouting self-involved gibberish. Like I Rather, really was like
1: – yes? I know. I was going to uh, – possibly my favorite line from the interview outside of the black guy – being killed. Fractions, rather than insult everyone's intelligence who, like us, having been reading superhero comics since recorded time, why not spare us all the theatrics of pretending that Thorn Captain America, the stars of the Avengers, opening May 4th, 2012, in a theatre near you, are dead in any way differently than they have been dead before, and rather get to the meat of telling a story about these heroes who could even beat death. Not just the Red Skull, not just Loki, but death itself. Why not tell stories about that instead of pretending that we still live in 1985 and there's no internet and no pervasive cynicism? They didn't do that. They didn't they, do they, it they, at they all. They didn't do that. I they know. Did the slightest. In that fact, in this, they yeah. even did pretend that Captain America was dead
0: yes, which they go on to talk about I think at some point where they were like, well, you did a great job not lying, and they were like, yeah, we had oh, to sit I love around that. I, I
1: love people being like, uh, I try like hell to never actually literally lie in any of these things. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's your baseline?
0: hmm uh-huh. yeah, it's totally crazy, and it was like, and they were fucking, you know, it was kind of a thing of like, it comes right after Fraction says, it's nice to not have to lie about the Bucky stuff anymore you know what I mean like he says well I'm really glad I'm not lying anymore well to be honest you weren't really lying and Brevort's like yeah absolutely we're obfuscating like a mofo but not actually lying
1: I have to say I like I really like Albert but I wish he hadn't said to be fair you guys weren't lying I I was like don't line them off the hook I don't no. like to give them that out.
0: You know, because actually I think it really does. Like the closest I came to was like Fraction going, yeah, you know, at least he's saying like I, I lied and I'm glad that I don't have to do it anymore. And frankly, it's a far more interesting road to go down when you start thinking or even being able to talk to creators and say like, you know, well, what does it mean to lie in these things? You know what I mean? Like, and how far can you go in it? How far before it just becomes a blatant untruth? You know what I mean? Like, how far do you get from saying, well, Bucky's dead when he's not dead? Arguably is one thing, you know, but, excuse me, but when you get to a stage where it's like, (laughs) I kind of feel like Fractions is the stage where he's like, we're telling stories about what it means for heroes who can defeat death. I'm like... Not by reading it. Not by reading any of the ten issues you laid out. No, you know, like I really was like, uh, is he lying there, or is he just lying to himself?
1: You know, and I'm. Can he tell the difference? I will. I, I mean, that, that sounds horribly cynical, but at this point, really, can can right. he tell the difference? Can can I? I don't know. Can any any creators who are doing this sort of thing tell the difference? Right, I think it's not... i
0: I, you know, at the at the risk of, like, we should have, like, a special sound effect for, like, when we start our Matt Fraction, when we move into Matt Fraction stalker alert territory. But I'm just like... I, I, I really... I'd like
1: to say for the record, I'm actually the one vaguely defending Matt Fraction here.
0: No, you... you... Oh, vaguely, that is lovely. By that is lovely. That is like I pop the first balloon, and suddenly Graham is like jumping around with his little spiked shoes on the rest of them. Okay, fine, my friend. I'm willing to shoulder that. Balloon. That's totally. It's on me this time. But, yeah, no, but I mean, it. I, and I mean this, I do, I start with Fraction because he sounds insane in this, but I really do think for any of these guys, it gets to a stage where it's, um, it's just, it's just not healthy to, like, sit there and... Have to craft your meta mer- meta narrative about your meta narrative about your narrative that you're telling. Like it is just going to warp the shit out of you. you okay, so, because at so some what... point I don't like you said you're not going to know what the fuck you're actually saying or doing and how it's related to what's happening in the world.
1: What's the alternative?
0: Uh, I would say what the alternative is is that Marvel needs actual marketing guys that can. Uh, basically do the majority of the talking, not the writers, not the editors, have the writers and the editors come in and say the stuff that they need to say, you know, and keep it keep it minimal, just keep them out of it, I mean, it is one of those things, I'm sure when you read, I'm sure everyone wants to read Matt Fraction talk about Fear Itself instead of, say, David Gabriel talk about Fear Itself, but I think that if it, I just think that if nothing else there, you know, like run this shit by someone. Like, I kind of feel like these guys are doing about the same thing that you and I are doing. Like, they're getting on Skype, they're maybe talking for like a few minutes before about what they're eating or what they're drinking, making a few jokes, and then they just go live. And they're both like, hey, we're all good. We're clever at spitballing. And I mean, you know, Fraction is talks a great fucking game. But before they know it, they've worked themselves into... And I'm sure they have some general talking points, which is, you know, <laughs> don't admit that we're fucking up. Do press this. Do press that. It probably comes out in the course of them, you know, bitching in their emails to, every, to each other. But at the core of it... Uh, I I just think that there's there's a way that they can handle this shit where the input from the writer is, you know, if not minimal, it l- at least is sort of on the sh- same page where they're not talking for like fifteen hundred words after each issue and they can fucking shoot themselves in their fucking f- in the f- foot. I and I mean and this is this is me trying to be generous to them because honestly the, I mean in the sense of like I I can't even believe that I'm saying like that's an option about Tom Brevort because Tom Brevoort gets on Form Spring and is like hmm uh, I feel like making interview you know internet commentators with the name Black Panther in their name cry let's see what I can type now you know
1: it's <laughs> but that's I, such an easy game yeah. Yeah, uh, it's so easy to make them cry. Uh, oh, I, he, here's the thing that's kind of, I don't want to say disturbing, but kind of disturbing about this interview. Yeah. I'm not sure that they really are. I don't think anyone's checking this. Because there's honestly parts of this fraction in particular where the sentence does not make sense. And it's not just right. once. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the sentence does not make any sense It just stops halfway through Or refers to something that doesn't actually exist Or all of that And it sounds like I sound When I'm exhausted mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? When I've been yeah. talking too much And my brain is just like You need to sleep you need <laughs> You're saying that
0: it sounds like us In the last ten minutes of any podcast is what Yeah,
1: exactly No, no, because we just sound like, tired Like we can't <laughs> at least finish sentences. But you know what I mean? Like when you're no, you're literally, You've reached your limit and passed it yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. And, and that's, like, that's kind of, I don't know. It's easier to get sad at Fraction and Brewer in this interview than it is, or for them, I should say, than it is to get mad at them.
0: Oh my god, you've totally stolen my act. You've totally stolen my, no, like, they are hostages in no, the, in the no, factory. No,
1: because you've completely convinced me. That's what it is. I have <laughs> stolen this. You have sold me, brother. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> but the other thing is when you're saying you know, half PR guys do it, don't have creators do it. one of the things that has been mind-boggling for me about listening to this Nerdist podcast is you have creators and they're talking about creating and they are honest and not chilling in a way that I just can't imagine most comic creators doing anymore right do you know what I mean right. you have them just outright right say yeah I fucked that up or yeah I wanted to do this but I wasn't good enough And they're so much more willing to just sell themselves out rather than sell their work. Right.
0: Well, because for the most part, I mean, this is not necessarily the case uh, all the time, but I would say that for a lot of them, they're talking about this stuff after the fact. It's pretty easy. No, but a sore
1: fraction of people here.
0: Yeah, they're not that far after the fact Fearless is still going on Fear itself is just wrapped up it's not like this guy talking about on the Nerdist about what he fucking blew on Lost that's a year and a half ago you know what I mean and there's kind of a way in which
1: no but you've okay but you've got Don Harmon talking about what he fucked up last season on Community
0: yes absolutely and that was not only that was so un that was so unbelievably painful it made AV commentators cry you know what I mean like and I I don't think that that's a bad thing per se Uh, other than it was like, oh, Jesus. But that is not the sort of thing that you're used to seeing people. Like, you can occasionally see, like, it's and it's awesome, but, like, I I feel that as much as I love that part with Dan Harmon, I think you see a little bit more like you see from, um, is it Michael Schur who created Parks and Rec where he talks about the season and he's sort of talking about some of the stuff that they did, but he's generally pretty positive. I think most of these guys are pretty positive, and I just think that that sometimes is the nature of the game, but I think it's, You know, I think you need distance. I really do think that every creator needs distance from their work, where they can look back a year and a half and two years later and go, yeah, that was a little bit of all right. Or, you know, I hated it before, I like it now. But to do it in this thing of, like, you know, you can't do... You can't, when fucking Fear Itself the Fearless is... Doing whatever the fuck that it's doing on the sales charts, you can't have like Fraction and Brevort go. Yeah, it was an unbelievable learning experience, and the great thing about it was we got gorgeous Stuart Eamon in art and Laura Martin like killed it on the colors, and we got some really fun things out of it. And Bendis did some amazing issues, and I learned so much, and I can't wait to do it again.
1: Wait, you why, know what I mean? why? Why can you not do that?
0: I don't why know. Can you I get that. I think I would I would love that I would. But yeah, but if you just said you can't it, say it. Why
1: can't you say it? Because there's like nothing you... negative in that. and There's nothing that impacts the future series. There, I don't see any problem with saying this story is okay. We're really glad you liked it. This part didn't work for me. This part didn't work for me. I think I fucked this part up. I don't um, think that means she right. f- shouldn't read the Fearless. Right.
0: Well, see this. See this is my problem. Is maybe they should. But the, I think once honesty starts, like creeping into fear itself and then like, you just
1: can't stop it
0: yeah, exactly then you start going i have no idea what i was doing i woke up screaming from night sweats i lost the sp- No, because there's, you know,
1: there's such a difference between going yeah I, this part didn't land right i wanted to do this and didn't work out and saying it was vietnam i woke up every morning like i was in apocalypse now yeah
0: i think that was actually closer to how fractured was feeling
1: I would not be surprised, but I I don't know. I don't think it sounds like a kind of saying. There's degrees of honesty, which is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> no, but I see what you're saying because there are things that you can accentuate. But I think that what they're doing is is that with Marvel there is um, it's it's just is it just blanket denials? You know, like it's very rare. Like you've you've quoted some of the stuff where they're just absurd in what they're saying like
1: hey oh, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that I'm not absurd there's parts of this that, that I think are created to make your eye roll. but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is uh, isn't there an alternative <laughs> like, I, I, like beyond having beyond saying okay creators can't talk about their work anymore isn't there an alternative sure. saying creators can talk about their work <laughs> and they just don't have to be so defensive and aggressively trying to convince you that it's awesome
0: Right, and I would say yes, and that is wait two years and ask them about it, you know, I really do think that way, I mean, because that's the thing, I don't think there were a lot of dudes who, like, were talking to the Comics Journal about the shit they were doing while they were doing it, like, back in the heyday of when I was reading Comics Journal, and when they did, it was generally a pretty big mistake, You know what I mean? Like, when you get Marv Wolfman talking about Teen Titans when he's on Teen Titans, you get a completely different sense of the narrative from when you're, say, hearing Steve Gerber talk about writing at Marvel when he's already moved on and is, like, working in animation, for example. You know? So, I don't know. I mean, and and it could be, of course, back then, nobody was thinking about shit being collected. So, there was no sense of, like, once you told a story, it was gone. So you could talk all kinds of stuff, you know, which is great. But, I mean, it it does make you wonder, like, if the X-Men, you know, if Claremont and Burns' run on the X-Men were were coming out now, if we would ever hear any of the -the behind-the-scenes stories about it that you ended up hearing four or five years after, you know? where both of those guys were able to say, oh, yeah, well, we did this, and then Shooter came in and made us do that. And then we were pissed at that, so then I did this. And then as a result of me doing this, John thought that, you know, I was making fun of this. So he came back and did that thing. You know what I mean? Like, now it would all be sort of stuff of like, oh, yeah, we all had our, like, you know, crazy hollering matches, but, you know, once Ed said that I could kill Bucky, I was like, no take backs, no take backs, you know? It's hard. It's hard. It's hard shit for me to read. It's why I generally don't read it. But that was one where Abe was like, "Hey, you guys should talk about this," and I was like, "Oh, I'll click on this link," and then I felt like my head was going to explode. I really did. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Because it seemed it it does seem like there's something. There's just something perverse about it. It really is. It. I feel like reading those. You know. Old medical text experiments about the guys who've had brain surgery and are convinced they're caressing their wife when actually they're strangling her to death with their bare hands. You know, <laughs> See, it's like
1: this is when you have sold me on your theory that basically they're all abuse victims who have Stockholm syndrome. Too well, because mm-hmm. you're saying all this and I'm agreeing with you, and I'm also like, but it's not their fault. You're right, like, too no, hard. but that's the thing, like, I, I, no, I agree. I, 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 I'm going through all this, be like, we can't be too hard on them. It's not their fault. <laughs> I, you know, You've and that's my self-righteous anger.
0: I know. I know. Which is weird because now that I somehow got some, you're like, you're being I, I understand how absolutely it's so frustrating.
1: Fun. It's so weird. Not <laughs> <It's, laughs> alone is kind of blowing my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's totally true. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, um, is there anything else we
1: want to talk about on that? <laughs> I or? that I'm like, okay, podcast over. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, no, no. We still have some other things to talk about, but I definitely uh, and and like...
1: talk about on this. Uh, no, although I would like to point out that when you said, "What is the fearless doing in the sales charts?" Apparently, collapsing.
0: Yes, uh, that's why I mentioned it because I saw your little piece on it, which and... makes
1: no sense. Still makes no sense to me. Mm. Issue, okay, issue two and three were solicited in the same month, and there is a thirty thousand <laughs> copy difference between issue two and issue three. It's the short version for anyone who didn't read it. Um, which is just like that blows my mind. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a hell of a drop.
0: Yeah. No, I know. It is. And, I, I you know, it's funny. It's one of those times where I kind of wish that, you know, the thing, the thing that's great is we'll, you know, for somebody who had, you know, we have a retailer on Beck and Call. If I would asked Hibbs about it, he would have just shrugged. He's like, uh... I ordered three copies of it.
1: exactly. whatever. But um, exactly. No, it's, it's just it's such it's such an odd drop. Well,
0: it makes me wonder if there's something we're not paying attention to, like if I, exactly, I'm, like, sure
1: that, it, I'm sure there's I'm sure like, there's some sort of like you know if you order copies of this similar equal to issue one because there. Right. That's the other thing. There's no, there's like a two thousand drop between issue one and issue two, and then right. a thirty thousand drop between issue two and issue three.
0: Right, which makes you think that there's an incentive thing going on. Yeah, I'm on. sure there has
1: to be some incentive thing going on.
0: Or, or that there's a final sales order cutoff. Like, I, I assume that that's th- the final that's sales order cutoff for two and three must be different, right?
1: Yeah, that makes sense, because there's three weeks. It's three weeks before the issue ships. So right. they would have sales of issue one in order to cut off before issue three.
0: Yeah, so it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if what happened was between reading it and looking at it, they went... They went no, 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 no one's buying yeah. This. <laughs> yeah, cut. Cut as quickly as possible. And what you saw were a million people you know, running to get in under the deadline and hit cancel. But I, I don't necessarily know. I mean, that would be the closest thing to my theory. Is is they actually saw that or they read the end of Fear Itself and were just like, click, 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 click. Right, but... Mm-hmm. Uh I, I thought weird. it was interesting that nobody really I don't think you got any comments on that. Did you? I'll
1: go and see right now. I don't think so.
0: It's interesting because I I I'm assuming that it's the holidays, but I sort of feel like comments have sort of dropped off.
1: Uh, the, the the internet is dead. Like yeah, the, the, the internet tech, internet tech tech traffic has like plummeted in like the last 3 days. Oh
0: okay. All right, That's, it seems to be the case with Savage Critic as well. So, and, yeah. and when I was looking at your blogs, I'm like, "Oh man, there's a subject that would normally have like about yeah
1: know- seven million people telling me that I hate Marvel." Yeah, it, mm-hmm. not, it, yeah. Not, it, got, it got four comments. <laughs> oh, did it? Oh, yeah, okay, so go, go, go. John says by Lord of Cut Jack says by okay. from Fear itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, some uh, some retailer says order numbers have been fairly consistent hmm. so I don't know P- people, are bas- people are basically like yeah that's weird <laughs>
0: well I guess that makes sense um, but but still much smaller comments I, and again I think your, uh, your, your thing about the um, oh snap Wilson which I thought was a del- hilariously well titled <laughs> post
1: I, uh, I honestly I did not know what I was going to call it and then I remember that he was called Snowpills, and I was like, "Oh, oh yes, <laughs> I'm going there." Yes, I am.
0: <laughs> um, that actually has five comments. When I looked earlier, I I was I w- I didn't see any. So there we go.
1: <laughs> you know what's kind of hilarious. Everyone, everyone who's commenting on that is like, I can't believe my fraction said that. And I kind of would be like, that interview went up last week on the same website that you're reading this on. I'm, I I'm convinced think... that no one who reads the blog also reads the front page. I don't, just don't think of crossover.
0: Interesting. Well, that is true. That is true. I read blog at newsorama I, I could not be bothered with the Newsarama front page. Unless there's some linkage from like you or the various uh, blog at commenters, so I mean there's definitely that, I, and I'm I'm the same way with uh, with Robot Six. You know, I read Robot Six, although I've been I've been a little skimpy lately, and uh, I have no idea what's going on on the main pages of CBR at all. So it's just kind of a weird little thing. Interestingly enough, when we get into the 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 our 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 gift list uh, suggestions and things, um, I, I have a somewhat related topic on that, which is, you know, sometimes things just get by people, you know? Like, you you post stuff, and everyone's like, ah, and then two weeks later you're like, yeah, Fraction says you can all go to hell, and people are like,
1: what the fuck? Yeah, and you're kind of like, did, did no one see that? I don't know, it's 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 weird. Mm-hmm. The- it really is <laughs> odd. You know? it's, it's very odd. But yeah, like, tra- internet traffic right now is really, really crazy. Although I have to say, I'm really hoping that my completely random Santa Claus social media story at TechCon today completely picks up in the next few days. <laughs>
0: I, I hope so. It's one of those that I really wish. It's one
1: of those completely random stories that I wrote, and that was like, there's no way they're going to let this go live. There's yeah. there's no way they're <laughs> going to let this off.
0: I love that. I actually really adore the stuff that you're that you do for the holiday stuff. I you know when I put up the latest wait what I linked to the Advent well I tried to link sort of to the Advent calendar that you've been doing at blog at Newsarama, which I think is just a tr- wonderful idea. I, w-
1: My, I sort of wish... Did I tell you how I did the advent calendar? <laughs> so, on Thanksgiving weekend, I was like, I'm going to do an advent calendar. I'm going to get comic covers, and I'm going to do... I'm going to prepare all of it this weekend. So, come December, I already have the images that are in a folder, I just have to post it. Right. That's easy. easy. Sure. Which is great, until they get to yesterday, when I realized, somehow, I missed three days in December. <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap, I don't have an image. <laughs>
0: Did you think that you weren't going to be posting on Christmas
1: or something? No, 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 I was missing the 15th, the 16th, and 17th.
0: That's really funny. Huh, I wonder what happened there. Hmm, maybe you posted it in the wrong folder or something.
1: I have absolutely no idea, but there you go, yeah, I I was kind of like, I can't count.
0: (laughs) I have that problem a lot. Every time we have a new Wait What, I'm like, God, what fucking episode is this? Jesus.